So yeah, there's a saying, a saying that mm-hmm. says a relationship is built around three things: uh, sex, mm-hmm. companionship, and building a family. So I would say that if you're trying to actively pursue a longer term relationship, those three things need to be compatible with you guys, right? The sex needs to be compatible because. This is a conversation between friends. None of what is said here should be taken as legal advice. We are not experts in any way. Take what resonates and leave the rest. What is up, everybody? This is Mike, Shots of Info. Uh, welcome back. The topics for the day on foundations we got making long term relationships work on fitness, blue like and sleep, and on finance, Elon's big investments on bitcoins, and you know, other. Update news as well. Mm-hmm. So, you are the man on the relationships. How do you? How are you making it work? Oof, it's a hard question, man. I don't know, dude. Sometimes it's just drugs. Other times, it's other hookers. Not I'm kidding. Um, so no, man. Like again, we've talked about it in the past in, in terms of like you know the the three things that we're usually looking for in a relationship, right? Genuine desire, respect. And the other person having a purpose of their own, right? So they're not kind of just waiting around for you to tell them what to do with their life. So going more with that, um, one of the things that you have to be good about is actually satisfying those components for the other person as well, right? You need to have genuine desire for them. You also need to be respectful of them. And you also need to have a purpose. Um, And usually that last part, the purpose part, that's where you're going to find that the balance with the relationship, right? Because again, we've talked about it in the past. Well, us as humans and us as guys specifically, we like variety. And sometimes if you're not careful about being disciplined and diligent with the way you live your life, you have the wandering eye, right? A cute girl catches your attention and whatever. Most of the time, most people don't pursue anything, right? It's just just a cat or a watch and go. Um, but sometimes maybe you you're not doing anything with your life and you're kind of just bored, and that's where you start, you know, actively pursuing things outside of your relationship, or other people start coming onto you from outside the relationship, and rather than stopping that, you kind of just let it continue because, well, you're not the one pursuing, right? It's mm-hmm. just happening to you, so it's just easy. So, and situations like that, you, you got to have your shit together and understand, like, how everything kind of fits into place. But before I keep going, what are your thoughts? I don't know, man. The longest relationship I've been on was two and a half year-ish. And this was a long time ago. <laughs> baby. You were a baby. I was a baby. I was immature, I guess. But... From all these times that what I have learned, all the reasons why um, a lot of my my relate like you know when I start dating doesn't work out is because of either it's not really about readiness. It's just not the right partner or not the right timing. Like she can be the perfect girl, but if I don't know. Okay, so tell me about this. Every time I start dating somebody. As soon as I don't like something about her, or like we have an argument, or maybe um, not even an argument, it's just something that I see 
she has different ideals, different like observations about future. It's really good to hear that. But time to time, I start setting my expiration date. Uh, so I said, yeah. there's an expiration date. Boom. And I feel like that goes to my head and I'd be like, I don't really put energy to make the relationship work anymore because I know it's going to end soon. So why bother to pursue something that it's not going to work out at the end? But now from what I heard, though, from what like I've seen around, I've seen like oh, my parents are still married until this day or like my sister's marriage. I think I mentioned this on the Saturday edition. It's all about commitment. Uh, well, not commitment. It's all about consistency uh, with you and your partner. So the the little habits that you have, the the details that you you know make that you trying to make it work, and it's also you wanting it to to be part of it. Because if you're not okay, so if you're the guy and you put your you know energy and focus on the relationship, but the woman is not there, then it's never gonna work. Or if it's no, that there's a case, never gonna work. So. It's not going to work if both if both parties are like that, right? Exactly. One or the other or both, right? And there's something that you mentioned there, right? Like the moment you start seeing a flaw, boom, you set an expiration date. And then that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because you're just you're just waiting for the moment that she does something like that again. And then you're just going to ghost her or just stop talking to her altogether. And there, therein lies the problem, right? Because most people do that. Um and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that because if you don't really want to be in a long-term relationship, then right. obviously you're going to look at these flaws because you're going to find the reasons to not be there. Mm-hmm. And that's perfectly fine, right? It, it's up to you as an individual, especially as a guy, because right? that's the only experience we can talk from. You need to know what you want because the moment that you're clear on that, then you can kind of put the pieces together of the puzzle. Um you're not going to find anybody that's going to perfectly match you in every way. No, it's, no, that's not fair. It's, the, the probabilities are literally like zero. But what you can do is find somebody that compliments you and mm-hmm. or after, right? We want somebody that you don't need somebody that, that's just going to follow you around and just literally just be at your beck and call. What you want is somebody that will be at your side, your second in command, your king, your king and queen whatever the analogy it is that you like to use, you need somebody that helps balance you out. Because as a guy, one of the things that we're kind of programmed to do is to be very assertive, very aggressive, very forward, very just forward thinking, always in the future, always trying to solve problems, always thinking about the next problem that's going to come up and how we go about solving that, whatever the case is. You need somebody that helps balance that out because that can get exhausting. And I know for personal experience that that gets really because you can never take a break because you're always on so you need somebody that'll help temper that you don't always have to be on so i completely agree with you about you know there's never going to be the perfect partner for you because ultimately you will start falling or you fall in love when you you getting to know her and you eventually want to be in that relationship with all the flaws that she comes with or like she wants to be in a relationship with you with all the flaws that you have so mm-hmm. it's going to be the same case for Mucho. I understand that. The one thing that I'm saying is that... <laughs> uh, okay. Shit, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but anyways. The one thing you were saying. The one thing. No, uh, I think for a long-term relationship to work, it's 
definitely has to, uh, ultimately, you guys have to have similar values. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Because you guys can be different, person, different personalities. You, you know, opposites attract, that's, that's a very common saying. But you cannot have different values. So, like, it all comes down to the values that you have as a person. And you're right. I mean, uh, we do have, like, the purpose that we want to go for. And sometimes, it, sometimes that's one of the things that I look for. Like, will this girl be willing to like, to like, um, you know, I, I want to travel the world. I want to try travel like and get a lot of experiences and just visit new places. It, does she like that? You know, or can yeah. she get to like this? But if yeah. she, she don't say have you know those values that exploring, she just wants to get like a nine to five and just go to work and that's it. That's a turn off for me. Like, I'm sorry, but... I, I would find that that's more of a guy thing than a girl thing. I mean, I'm sure you'll find girls <laughs> like that, but oftentimes most... You ask a girl what she would like to do, and a lot of the answers are usually going to be she wants to travel. Do you ever come across that? Well, I mean, you're a CS major, so maybe you come across a lot of women that are very uh, just career critical... Career-focused, very critical thinking, very just analytical with everything that they do. That makes sense. I'm like that sometimes. A lot of times, actually. Yeah, you get like that a lot. Now, but uh, one thing that I'm saying that uh, when it comes to long-term relationships, it, it it's it's never it's never like a given. Like you don't know mm -hmm. when you start dating somebody, that's not a given. Like you start learning and you want to be with this person as you get to know her. Like maybe like within six months, within a year, that's when you you know after the honeymoon phase. There you go. After the honeymoon phase, that's when you start actually shedding shit getting real you know that's when yeah you that's where you start seeing the flaws right <clears throat> yeah and you unconsciously start making plans and utilizing the word we rather than i and that's kind of scary to me not gonna lie i've always been like a very individual individual person <laughs> independent but i don't know it's scary yeah so that at that point that's that's one another thing that you have to find is that kind of individual or that other person that when you start saying the word we, you guys end up becoming a unit and you have to feel, be comfortable with that person being another extension of who you are, another manifestation of mm -hmm. what you could be, right? In the same way that you go, go out into the world and you guys are, hypothetically speaking, you're married, you will represent her choice in a partner and she will do the same when she goes into the world. So you want to make sure that you're picking the right person for that, that, those circumstances. Um, and so it was one of the things I wanted to mention here. Um, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Running out of tough ideas, man. Oh, I'm sweating. This topic is heat. Brain in the heat. Yeah. But yeah, I would just say, you know, you, damn, it's right on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. In the meantime that you think it through it, all I gotta say is that in life is gonna come that one person that you will eventually want to settle down. Got it. Boom. Oh, you're welcome. I hope to remind Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, there's a saying, a saying that mm -hmm. says a relationship is built around three things: uh, sex, mm -hmm. companionship, and building a family. So I would say that if you're trying to actively pursue a longer-term relationship those three things need to be compatible with you guys, right? 
The sex needs to be compatible because that's the only person you're going to have it with. Uh, companionship, because obviously you want a partner for life. And a family, because sex will eventually lead to you having children, mm-hmm. hopefully, unless there's any issues there. Um, it, and if there is, then there, that's something else that you guys are going to have to resolve if you want to stay together with this person, despite the fact that you guys can't have family, right? Because that's that's an issue. For of course, there is, there is adoption. But then there are people who, like I have met people who, like they don't want children. You know, I remember working in a hotel. I came across with this couple. Uh, actually, his name was Michael as well. They were very sweet. And they should, they got married like very late on their ages. They have experiences. They have, you know, do all this sort of stuff individual but by the time they got married they didn't want to have children so i guess that's another option as well and you are going to find that partner that understands your reasons for not wanting to build this you know maybe it's because i don't know what it is but uh, i mean like listen we look a lot of times the 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 reasonings are you know this is a cruel world it's hard to raise people it's hard to raise children uh, you don't know what's going to happen if they're going to be born with uh, this uh, this function or any abnormalities, right? Diseases, cancers, anything like that. And right. that's that's one of the things about having a family. That's a risk and that is a chance that you don't know how that probability is going to go. But that's why you got to be with the right person because you have to line up and sing up in that wavelength. Because otherwise... It's a yin-yang, you know? As cliche that sounds, that's a relationship. If it's meant to work, it will work. And you guys are going to put the effort and the energy to make it work. But if you... I would say that, but I would say more of like, if you want it to work, you will make it work. As opposed to, if it's, as opposed to saying, if it's meant to work. Because there you kind of leave it up to chance if it's going to work. But if you're going to put in the work to make it work, then obviously that's where you have more control. So... In that sense, you need to make sure that this is the person you want to make it with. And right. nothing is guaranteed, right? At first, this person seems like that the, the person that you want to be with. And then maybe later on, they're not. Whether right. that be because they change or you change. So you you telling me that you make your destiny and destiny is not there? There what should be saying? destiny. Oh, shit. Yo, we should talk about destiny. Let's write that down. I got it. I got it. I got it. It could be destiny, um, you know, predetermined destinations. But I would say if it is all predetermined, then try to make it as as much in your control as possible. Because that's the only thing you have control of, what you do. Yeah. Well, my point was that, you know, you both had to put the effort and energy to make it work and want to make it work. Because if you want it, you're right. You're going to make it work. But that is true. Like, always remember that a relationship is between two. So, or three, if it's poly or four. I don't know. But a relationship is whoever is in that in that relationship. It has to be a given give and take. Like, you know, it has to be mutual. And, and with that, we can use it as a segue to a fitness. Oh, yes, yes. Go ahead. Cool. Let's take a look at this. If you want to make it work, if you want your fitness to work, you're going to have to put in that effort because it doesn't matter how much you kind of dream about having good fitness, a good body, good physique, or good health. It's about the work that you put in, right? Because we can all want things. 
but it's up to you to put in the work to get to where you want to be. So let's uh, let's jump right into the topic that we have for fitness. What do we got? I'm gonna work for that. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm fucking lost. <laughs> anyway, let's jump to fitness. Um, blue light and sleep. Right. So take it. What do you? Before we even begin, what do you think the the connection here is? We've talked about it a little bit in the past. What do you What do you know? From from my understanding, I'm like from my experience because I spent most of my day in front of the fucking screen. Um, it can have a huge effect on your sleep. Well, I, I actually I don't know if it's like directly directly with sleep, but I know it, there are some health consequences when you. What do you feel? And don't even talk about the alcohol. What do you feel on a daily basis? I feel a stress. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lie. I feel like sometimes people irritate me. And if I don't go outside, especially, honestly, I don't have, tr- well, actually, no, I do. I sometimes cannot sleep right away. So usually I wait until the last minute until like literally my eyes are falling down, like really tired. And as soon as I get to my bed, I sleep. But if I were to set on the schedule, for example, before I used to go to sleep around uh, 11-ish, like 10, 11-ish. Oh, it, this was like pre-pandemic. Uh, yeah, I used to go to sleep early. But anyways, now that I think about it. And I used to like sleep and boom, that's it. Because I would like, you know, come from outside or whatever. I wasn't spending as much time from in front of my screen. But nowadays, uh, lately, actually lately has been, the case, I've been up until like 12, 1 a.m. Because uh, I just got a lot of shit going on. And get to my bed. I do sleep, but I don't feel like I sleep well. Because I wake up tired. I'm not going to lie. Actually, yeah, I wake up tired. And whenever I'm like waking up, I'm just like. Ugh. Yeah. That coffee away, right? Yeah, I have to drink coffee in order to energize myself. Another thing, too. But midday, I feel tired. If it's like 2 p.m., trust me, I want to take a nap. And actually today, I tried to take a nap, but I couldn't take a nap. I was just laying down for five seconds. In my head, it was like, yo, you got to do this. You got to do that. How the fuck this nap? I went back to here. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Right there, man. There you go. So that that basically entails all the issues that uh, blue light has with your sleep, right? Stressed out, can't sleep, uh, just having a lot of anxiety. And obviously, you know, you have the stress of all the shit that you have to do on a daily basis in terms of work and school. But that all gets worse when your sleep is right? Because you can't wake up and feel rejuvenated. You still feel the same as you went to sleep yesterday. Or for some people, it could be even worse. So yeah, one of, the, one of the big effects of blue light is the fact that it mitigates the production of melatonin in your brain. And that is a hormone that kind of makes you feel sleepy uh, before going to bed. So with that being said, that's usually why most people have a tendency of having trouble falling asleep, especially if they're on their computers or they're going to bed or they're on their phone watching stuff on like Netflix, whatever, just stuff on YouTube, uh, just chilling in the living room, whatever the case is. When you're in front of these screens that emit this light and the, the production of this melatonin is being blocked, it kind of just extends that that period of time of you actually needing to go to sleep because you're actually feeling physically feeling tired, but that 
there's a disconnect there where you're not getting the, the correct triggers to actually want to go to sleep. Um, and that's why usually most of the time what ends up happening is that it gets to like one in the morning, you instantaneously fall asleep because your body's literally just about to fucking shut down. So that is why you need to make sure that when it comes to blue light, you're doing, you're practicing the best things possible so that it doesn't affect in this way. Because maybe right now you can manage it because you're so young, but push this out for another five, 10, 20 years, that's going to be really detrimental to you. That's going to start affecting your your immune system. That's going to start affecting your hormones, your overall hormone levels. Um, it's just going to make you drowsy, stressed out, anxiety-ridden, and basically just make you the really shitty version of yourself. No, definitely. Yo, I completely agree with that because it did not affect me as much as it does now. Because before, I wouldn't sleep, but I usually you just be on my thoughts write it down and just knocked out. Nowadays, not even that works. For example, if I were to go to sleep right now, well, right now it's too early, but like if I were to sleep like around 11-ish, I wouldn't be able to sleep. Even if I write down, even if I try to sleep, think about uh, sleeping. And lately I've been, you know, I kind of don't use my phone that much anymore. So I usually just leave my phone like on my desk right here. Don't spend too much time on my phone on the, on the bed, but still I wouldn't be able to sleep. But Still, like, I think all the blue light that I intake during the day is affecting me ultimately uh, when I go to bed. But yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Like, uh, not gonna lie, I need to cut it off. I just so here's some ideas oh, for you, yeah. for you and for everybody listening. Mm -hmm. So, there's two ways you can go about this you can either try your best to block it, or what you can do is supplement. So, when it comes to blocking, what I would suggest is within that last one to two hours before bed. Try the best that you can. I know that it's difficult relative to, you know, your school and your work, but try to eliminate technology from your vicinity. So if you're in, then try to just completely eliminate it with maybe within that last hour. And what you're going to do is replace that with things that don't use technology. So simple things like reading a book or doing some sort of yoga meditation, some yoga practice. Uh, doing some nighttime routine in the bathroom or whatever, right? Like some grooming, like we talked about in the past. Um, or maybe just playing a simple game, like a simple card game, or maybe playing on a chessboard. Something that just completely takes you out of being in front of a screen and just getting blasted with this light. Um, that's one. The other way is to supplement with the hormone that's being blocked, which is melatonin. And you can get that at any supplement or vitamin store, right? Usually you want to start with the smaller dose just because you don't know if, you know, so for some people, it, it could be different. Some people, it doesn't affect them. For other people, really small dose is just enough. So you can supplement. Usually starting off with like two grams is pretty good. And then I think it scales all the way up to like 15. But, you know, start small and scale if you're not really feeling too affected by it and see if that works, right? And that will take care of like 80 to 90% of your problem. Mm. I, I, yo, I guess I definitely do need to that. those. I think I'm going to go with option one. I don't like to, take, to put any extra supplements on my body that don't require. <laughs> I mean, like it's natural. It would be the same as like, taking the magnesium or the potassium like we've done in the past. But, right. you know, you can do it as a gummy as well. So it doesn't have to be like, you know, a hard pill or anything. But whatever, whatever works, man, if you can manage to, you know, organize your schedule in such a way where 
within that last period, that last hour. Mm-hmm. No, I did, definitely. I think the, the the night routine. I think that's something that I've been missing out in my life because I have a morning routine, but not a night night. I never thought about the creating one, but I think it it, it has a, a lot of importance as well on my daily life. And I think that will have like more improvement also in the long term. So I will work on that. I will keep you guys updated on my night routine. Mm-hmm. You still haven't done that, your morning routine, bro. Jeez. Well, I mean, I still haven't got a bed frame, bro. So if you're <laughs> going to see that my morning routine is to put up the bed against the wall. <laughs> That's tough. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, there are consequences for the blue lights, believe it or not. And that's why it's not recommended for you guys to go to sleep with your phones next to you because that's just not it. Um, oh. Likely, if you have TikTok, you're going to spend the next, the, the last hour of your day on TikTok, which is not Gucci. But and here's yeah. one, one, one last point. A lot of th- people like to say like, oh, I need to have my phone next to me in case of an emergency. No, you don't. Right? Listen, there's... Like there was a point in your life where you didn't have a phone, right? So it's not necessary that you always need to have a phone next to you, right? You used to have a landline where the phone was in the living room and you used to go to sleep in your room without the phone. So figure out a way in order to get that. Put your phone, your 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 iPhone or your smartphone in the living room, put a ringer on it and make sure you block any notifications that are not phone calls. That's it. That's it. Um, and yeah, um what are called old clocks analog clocks clocks that don't have any don't emit any light and just put that in your room if you need an alarm you don't need to have your phone next to you as an alarm that uses like what some people have like 10 or 15 alarm set like in five minute intervals like one for five one for five oh five five ten all the way up until six you don't need that get up yo we're living in the future get uh alexa or a google hey google that, too. that alarm to a.m Tomorrow at 2 a.m. Set. Damn. You already said 2 a.m. You bugging. Anyways, I'm going to change some later. But you just get an uh, Honestly, that's my alarm. Like, right before bed, if I need to wake up a little bit earlier, I set my alarm to, like, 8, 7. And that's it. That, that shit wakes me up. Mm-hmm. Honestly. We live in the future. Come on. It's 2021. You're talking about analog clocks? <laughs> I like it, man. Although I have to have trouble using it because it's it can get a little annoying, but it's whatever. <laughs> True. All right. Uh, let's not make this too long. Uh, let's go into jump right into into the news. We got Sugar Daddy Elon dropping one point two billion dollars in Bitcoin. Five. It was five. One point five billion. Oh, one point five. Yeah, one point five billion on cryptocurrency. What are your thoughts? Bitcoin. It was just Bitcoin. Oh, it was just Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, with that, I think um, that just solidifies that, you know, Bitcoin is going to become you know, an actual currency that people will start using moving forward. The whole point of Elon buying Bitcoin or Tesla, it wasn't Elon, uh, Tesla was because moving forward, they're going to use that as you know, if people pay with Bitcoin, they're going to use that as a service or they're going to use that as a monetary service or a format. So it just legitimizes Bitcoin. And I feel like this is not going to open the floodgates to more companies to buy Bitcoin and really start propping up the prices as we get through 2021. Um, so, yeah, it's, I think it's just good stuff now. I think, I think you know, there's no more dips. 
are the dips are not going to be as as aggressive anymore. Absolutely. Well, by the end of the year, last year, 2020, we already saw like big investment firms like setting an eye on Bitcoin, and even JP Morgan set a like um, a rich price. What do you call it? Set, set a price for like Bitcoins, maybe reaching up to 135k and so, like making competition to gold. And we are living on the future. So cryptocurrency, Bitcoin specifically, can become more and it's becoming more and more, um, what do you call it, more credential? Credible. Accredited and accepted. More accepted as well, because new generation, as we see. Give me one second. Go for it. I'm just going to keep talking anyways. As we see new generations coming to, to play and also learning and getting involved, we can des- definitely see a lot of future. Now, Bitcoin broke out to all-time highs, uh, taking nearly 45K on the news. Uh, Tesla paper gains today were over 190 million. All right. I completely forgot I left some water boiling and it completely just finished boiling. I was like, what the oh, fuck shit. is that smell? Damn. So, yo, so it seems like if Tesla were to cash out right now, like sell Bitcoin, they would have a profit of 190 billion, million, million, mm-hmm. $190 million, just like that. Yep. yep. But yeah, I know it's sustainable though, because I was uh, I was looking into this a little bit uh, earlier this morning and it said that Tesla might drop just because Tesla has some someone around 50 or actually five billion dollars i'm not sure if it was five or 50 billion dollars on assets like already that you know like money that a company invests if you guys are not aware if a company is profitable they take those profits and they invest on other assets now it can be within the company or it can be outside the company as well so like combining other startups even on like funds or like, you know, the stock market, or now you can see cryptocurrency. So is it sustainable for Tesla? What do you think? Because Tesla also had a nice jump in the morning. But as we saw through the day, it started dropping down. Yeah, man. Uh, when it comes to Tesla, like, you know, everybody's doubted it at some point. And then it's all expectations it has these like ridiculous runs and rallies so i the question is does tesla warrant this value that it has right now i don't know and to that end, i don't know if it's a sustainable thing a business model moving forward but it's worked out and the company is still developing and one of the, the things that people tend wrong is that Tesla isn't just a car company, right? It's company. it's an energy company, and there are, whole, the whole point of Tesla is to just disrupt the uh, energy industry and try to create more sustainable and fuel efficient forms of energy, specifically dealing with solar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard recently we're going to get into the HVAC systems, which is the heating and cooling units, of, you know, houses. So. To that end, you know, yeah, that's all it's gonna go, but yeah, that's good. And right now, energy companies are like, um, really hot because <laughs> it's global warming. Get it? It's a joke, but anyways, <laughs> they're and they Biden, actually, Biden has a really big plan with it, right? Yeah, but anyways, 
So every major index closed at fresh highs, all-time highs actually. Uh, the Russell 200, 2000, the SP 500 have both rallied higher in six consecutive sessions. We're going to see if how big they can hold because there are talks that we might be on a bubble and the bubble is about to burst. The biggest bubble that we have seen in like a century. Okay, energy we was... We were in a bubble... Go ahead. What's up? No, I said that we were in a bubble pre-pandemic and then the bubble burst and then we... Okay. Suddenly so got into a new bubble. So let's see what happens now. So energy, like I was mentioning uh, a few seconds ago, was today's stronger sector. XLE is already up 13% in this month at February. Financials and technology both gained more than 1%. Utilities was the only negative sector. Uh, other news? Do, do, do. I don't think so. Um, so I lost money. I didn't really bet it, but I did lose um, who won it? That book. I cannot pronounce the names. It didn't uh, on the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. No, I don't watch the Super Bowl. I don't know. Anyways, the Chiefs didn't win it. That's uh, what I care about. No, so you put a bet on the Chiefs winning? Nah, that's that's what I said on Friday. I was like, yo, the Chiefs are winning this, but they didn't. But anyways, I don't. I, I didn't watch. I watch it again. I didn't watch it to be honest. I just knew that they they didn't win. But anyway, you guys, that was it for today. We will see you whenever I see you. Deuces. Peace. What the f*** is we doing?